Hi, Don here. Uh, welcome to Podiatric uh, Practice Mastery. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lecture uh, in a few days about high-tech tools to make your practice easier, and I wanted to share it with everyone here before uh, this lecture, so I hope it'll help you. This is one of my areas of really, really kind of fun and interest. If you have any uh, other things that work well for you, please let me know and uh, put that in the comment section underneath here. Uh, please uh, subscribe to this channel if you're watching it, uh, either on YouTube or on one of the podcasts. It's going to be a little bit easier to watch this on YouTube because I'm going to be showing pictures, but you can also listen to it. So let's get into this. Uh, there are no conflicts of interest. I don't get paid by anyone, and I'm going to be doing this for the AAPPM. The first thing is this gatekeeper thing, which I wear around my neck. Uh, every single day. You can see it right here. Uh, this is by far one of the best ideas that one of our, our new doctors brought into the practice. Uh, he came in and he's, he's like, I'm really tired of logging into my computer 500 times a day. When I was at the hospital, I had these little key cards. We looked at the key card option. It was way too expensive. This option is very reasonable. I think it's about 150 for the dongle, this little dongle thing. And you put a little the USB thing into each of your ports in the computer and you get close to the computer and you hit enter and it logs you in. It even works with multiple doctors in a small office. We have six treatment rooms and we have three doctors sometimes and we can all kind of log in and it doesn't get things confused because of the way we set it up. It takes a little bit of time to set it up. The first time we did it, it was a little confusing and we kind of got frustrated and gave up. But then the second time we did it, so I would stick with it. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. I'll help you uh, with doing it. This saves us hours and hours. I do keep one of my computers without the gatekeeper on it uh, because I don't want to forget my passwords because it automatically remembers your passwords. Um, OMD, if you haven't heard of OMD, this is kind of a neat thing. You can uh, Google OMD. Uh, they are doing a great job and specifically they do something called HIPAA secure texting. So this is an example of a, an interaction. Uh, the messages come in. You can see the patient's messages. They can send over x-rays. They can send over images. And with our patients, we do have the option of doing the portal. But what I find is that doing it with this, they prefer texting on their phone and it's still HIPAA secure. So that's, that's why we use this. Uh, and we, when patients come in, there's a little, uh, little sign we have that they can just put it in their phone and they can text us if they have any questions, specifically like post-op questions. They can take a picture and send it over and we'll get back to them. This is an example. Um, we also use it kind of off-label uh, you can use it to transcribe things. So the way we use OMD now is when patients call in and they can't get a hold of us, it actually transfers them to a voicemail box. That voicemail box transcribes it. Um, uh, but in, so this is the voicemail. And then this uh, staff, she reached out to them and this is the interaction going back and forth with them. So it starts with the voicemail and then it has the interaction with the staff going back and forth of what they should do specifically with this. And he should the, the staff gives options, talks about the infection, Epsom salt soaks, gives them instructions and things like that. Um, specifically, if they have a concern uh, of the pitcher, they can send us a picture of Domingo Antonio. We can tell them if it's infected or if it's just normal, like a matrixectomy. Many times patients think it's, they think it's infected, but it's really not. And this really makes it easier. I find that sometimes the images are pixelated, but if I go look at my staff's computer, I can see it a little bit better because and these actually automatically get put into our medical record as well. Um, 
using technology to get reviews, uh, you need to have a process to automate it. I think it's best to do it before they leave the office. So we do have a, a nice little bribe where we give them something. We give them like a pair of socks or a water bottle or a keychain. Uh, I also ask them, I have this link called uh, drpelto.com where I put my reviews. If you want to go look that, you can look at that. And then we also send it when they're leaving. I had a couple of patients, one recently that had uh, three sessions of shockwave. They're much, much better with their plantar fasciitis. And I and, and the six-week follow-up, they're not going to see me. I said, hey, I'm going to send out a review page. Would you mind giving me a review? So I actually asked them. And um, that's the way I do it. I'll show us some other, other uh, keen tips. But I respond monthly to the reviews. So once a month, I go in and I log into these things. So here's an example. We have a testimony and review page where patients can share the feedback. Um, here are the reviews that they put on here. Okay. Uh, here's an example of my Google, Google business. There are my reviews. And um, here's an example of uh, patient education genius. They get this thing. And then um, it's a message. When I send them a message, the cool thing about patient education genius is that it has this thing, this Google, this um, chat bot. And it says, thanks for being part of Central Mass Podiatry. Did you have a positive experience with me? Yes. Would you do a review? It just takes 15 seconds. And then they, then they send them, sends them to this page, which is my review page. And then in my review page, I thank them for being my patient. I ask them a favor because all patients like to do us a favor as doctors. And then I, I ask them to click the link and do a, do a video review and I'll give them a special gift. Um, once again, I explain what they should do. They're going to share their experience, what specific treatment, what was their journey, and write it beforehand and they can copy and paste it. So I give them an example right here. And then if they scroll down on this page, it actually has other review examples. Uh, this is what we do to bribe our patients. Thank you for choosing us. Please give us a review now and get a free gift. There's a QR code and we'll give them either a pair of socks or we'll give them uh, like a, uh, a keychain or a water bottle. Uh, this is how I reply to patients. I use something called Todoist and once a month it's, it puts something in my to-do list and this replies answers monthly. It comes up monthly and there are a number of links. So it's health grades, Google reviews, YouTube, Yelp, and then LinkedIn. And so once a month, I, I log into those when it reminds me, and I spend some time just answering and thanking people for their reviews. Um, we also utilize reviews. So it's not just getting reviews, but once you have the reviews, how do you utilize them? Um, I use it in something called a, a shock and awe package, or I call it a welcome packet. If you go to drpelta.com slash new patient, you can see mine. And the first 20 pages are my reviews. I put them in there because we want patients to look at them. You can add them to the website. This is a site that I use called Elf Site. It can be added in HTML to your website. And it has, a. if you go to any one of my pages, you'll see reviews because that builds credibility. Uh, you can also add them to the newspaper ad. That's a way you can use your reviews and you can use them on social media. So we do a, a weekly newspaper ad and sometimes we just do reviews. And if there's some good ones, which there always are, and then um, social media, because someone else saying it about you is a review, uh, you saying it about yourself is bragging, which we which we don't do. So here are the example. This is uh, the ELF sites. You can see the back end, and it, I put on there what my patients are saying, and here are the ones they pull automatically from Google. Um, here's what it looks like on the website. It shows the reviews, and it shows some of the reviews, and it gives them an opportunity to write a review. Here's my welcome packet. Uh, and then there's links to Google reviews and health grades. And there's a list of about, I don't know, 15 pages of reviews on there. Uh, once again, patient education genius. This is what I talked about before. 
it integrates with most EMRs. It documents that you gave patient education to the patient. We're talking now about how you use it for giving patient education information. What I used to do is give handouts all the time. And now what we do is everything is digital. So I can give them uh, PDFs, I can give them videos, and I can still write things down. But it sends the information via email or text and it tracks if they look at it. So you can send anything that you want to patients and track that they're getting it and uh, looking at it. This is how it looks like in my test patient. So I go up to this little, these little three bars, patient education genius. And then from there, I select what I want to give them. So uh, for example, here's my review page. I click that and it, thank you for your online review. Subscribe to my page, my, my YouTube page, post-op instructions, my welcome packet. That's that shock and awe package that I was talking about. My shoe buying guide, I can send all these things to the patients. Um, so that's how you use Patient Education Genius. It's about $100 per provider per month. So it works well. Uh, next, I want to talk about reusing content, how to use it on multiple channels. So the way we do it is we, we do one blog per week from the doctor. That goes in our website as a blog. That also goes to a newspaper. We reuse it in the newspaper, an abbreviated format of it. Uh, the way I do it and find it works best, I use something called WhatsApp, which is uh, just a communication thing. And I dictate what I want uh, uh, to be written. So let's say someone gives me an idea about, uh, I did one recently about how toenails are really hard to kill. And I'll talk about them like falling off. We pull them off, but it's really hard to kill them without a matrixectomy. I just dictated that someone um, typed it up. Our social media person typed it up and, and they put it in lay terms. So we don't do it based on doctor's terms. Um, we use Canva, uh, C-A-N-V-A, to do the thumbnails, which there's a free version you can get. And then we also can take the same um, newspaper article, and I can do a quick little YouTube video. Uh, and I do that during my lunch hours on Tuesdays. I have a little block time that I do that. And you can also print those newspaper articles, and we put those in a little folder in our treatment room so they can see all the articles that we have. And the other thing that we're working on right now is doing a, an email campaign with all of our articles. So basically, each week, they'll get an email. When they're new to our list, they'll get like the, the content. This is an example of what the blog article looks like. So they have a nice little thing that's done in Canva. This is really easy to do. Um, x-ray, what are those little circles at the big toe? Um, and then from there, this is a little video that I did about what are the circles. So this is me. Have you ever wondered what those two little circles are that are on your x-ray when you go see the foot doctor? So this is a, a video that I do about the blog. That's what we're going to um, And then we also do um, a newspaper article about the same thing. So you're kind of reusing content. Um, I want to give some quick tips because everyone gets a little intimidated about making YouTube videos. Uh, in my opinion, it's pretty easy. Um, I always start with current patient questions. So I go to YouTube and I grab those questions and I just answer those um, because they're typically, and I can reuse those for patient education. When, when someone comes in, I can send them that video uh, about their questions on within patient education genius. Uh, you can use a tripod or a cell phone just to start. It's really easy. And I just use Google Slides. That's what I'm currently using right now to make this. And I record it on Zoom. I was using something a little more creative, but Zoom works great. I save it to the cloud and then I send it to my virtual assistant to upload it and they do the editing. Um, or you can just do it. I like saving it to the cloud because it's a little bit easier to track. And then consistency is key. I think doing videos once a week. So I kind of batch record stuff. Um, here's an example of how I do it. So I have my slides set up. These are different questions that patients have. In between patients, I can put in different images and then I record them once a week. 
Um, other thing I want to tell you about that I use all the time as technology is patient presentations. So I use this during a patient encounter to explain conditions, treatments, and educate them. I have them for plantar fasciitis, pretty much everything that I do. And I have put together a little tool that you can use. If you just click this link, it'll go to a, a tool, a patient education. This is called patient presentation tool. And I just save this in my browser and you can uh, save it. And then it just goes through the different conditions and it's really, really easy. And then I then send them a copy of this within patient education genius. I can use those same presentations or, or kind of a similar format. And I can send that in an email to my patients to do a, I call it a webinar. And then from that, I, I can invite other doctors, primary carers, physical therapists, and I record that. So I record that same presentation and I can give it out as patient education material. So I do it once and then I can reuse it. And that's the same thing we do for training new doctors. I really like doing a webinar with the more experienced doctors talking and that can train new doctors. And once again, we can all do these things on, on Zoom. And then um, next thing here is Calendly. So with, uh, with Calendly, you can, you can, this is something that you can use to set up webinars and events. It's inexpensive. I think it's 10 or $15. I also do it for my interviews. When I interview people on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I have a block time from 1230 to one. That's when I do the interviews from the uh, Dietary Practice Mastery. But you can do it for your events, for your webinars. When I when we were doing the webinars once a month, we just had the patients sign up through there. It worked really well. Uh, there's something called a heel pain workshop I was doing, and they could I tell them what it was about. They can pick the time. Uh, a couple of other things that you might want to try. I don't find it all that beneficial, but I'll tell you about it. Um, you can do Amazon affiliate where you earn 4%. I know 4% doesn't seem like a lot, but if you have a, a high online presence and if you share it with many, many patients, it can turn into some okay revenue. You can edit your uh, website and media. This is mine. I have different basically folders with, with information on foot pain, cavus foot, calluses, ingrown toenails, and I'll refer patients over there for things that we don't sell at the office. It has this disclaimer so they know that I earn a commission on this. Um, I'm not breaking the bank with this. I'm looking for something better. Uh, staff training videos. Uh, it's great to use video to train staff. Once again, when we do training in a meeting, we'll record it and we can save it for patients. For example, we're going to teach them how to scan orthotics. We're going to teach them how to do unaboot, how to do a paronychia, how to do a matrixectomy, how to set up set up for a procedure. We're going to record those as videos and then they can refer, refer to them. Uh, we also use common foot conditions and treatments. So these same patient presentations that I have on plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, I'm going to share them with my patients. I'm sorry, with the staff so I can train them on how we treat things in the office. Um, we do staff training these days via Zoom so we can train once and then we re record it for staff that aren't there. Uh, a couple of other cool things. These are specific to us. I don't know if you get um, upset with staff not knowing that you need help in the office. What I used to do is crack the door. Uh, I used to crack the door and the staff would recognize it, but their, their staff station changed and now they don't know that when I need help. So I was just kind of opening the door and slamming it and it didn't work. Uh, we use these call buttons. Now you can just Google it. Um, you click a button and it'll say, hey, you know, room five needs help. Uh, but there's even a higher tech solution called Orchestrator, which I really like. Um, it didn't work for us in our current situation, but what it is is you would open up two browsers, one with your EMR and the other one with this thing called Orchestrator. And uh, you'd have um, where you're at and then what they need, if they need like an AFO or if they need instructions on foam rolling or if they need a, a marigel wound kit or something like that, it's gonna have it all there and, and, the, and the staff sees it and then they can come and do it for you. 
Um, also, a few other things to save you time that are high tech. I think using Fiverr and virtual assistants, if you're not used to using Fiverr, it works well for things that we don't do all the time and that we're not very good at. So for example, revamping your website, if you don't have a web person, or if you're doing your own, uh, doing a patient treatment checklist. So this is a checklist that I have that I give to patients and I'll show that in a little bit, making thumbnails, setting up a podcast, setting up a YouTube, editing audio, all these things you can probably do for $20, $30. It used to be called Fiverr because that's how much it was, was $5, but now it's it can be a lot more. But doing things that you're not used to doing, you can just save much time by having someone else do it, even a virtual assistant to do it for you. Um, we talked about this before, but texting questions versus using the portal, it's easier for the staff and it reduces phone calls. Uh, this is how we do it. We have a little sign that's up there that says text us. Uh, and there's no app, there's no portal, they just text us, it's HIPAA secure, it works well. Um, email marketing, uh, I think this is very important for our practices, many of us don't do it, but sending out weekly valuable content is important. It can be a video, uh, help a website, a webinar. I like to do things that are evergreen, meaning you can set it up once and it'll just keep sending it out. Um, I have a couple of friends that do this and they have this list that just repeats everything and then just keep repeating it. So you can do it on different uh, content every week. I think once a week is fine. More than once a week is going to be spam. And just so you know, the question is, aren't people going to unsubscribe? Yeah, yeah, they will. But you really only want your raving fans to be following you. And the content needs to be good. It needs to be valuable. Um, I use something else. Another cool technology is called follow up then. Uh, for every email I send or thing I want, I want done, I have a follow up then. So it, you add it and it automates your reminders and it makes you, allows you to get to email inbox zero and it's used to remember tasks. So for example, if I email something to my colleague and I want them, hey, check on this new product, I'll put one week at follow-up then and it'll send it back to me in a week to make sure they got done with it. There's a lot of other things you can do with it, but I love follow-up then, I can't live without it. Um, I'm putting a link here to all my templates. So for your medical record, you, um, it's not very efficient just to transcribe or use a medical record to transcribe. Um, it would be good to have templates. It reduced the risks of audits. So for wound care, for DME, and here I have a Google Drive folder that I'm putting a link here to if you want these, but it's my, my video example stuff on SIM and similar procedure mapping, physical exam findings, uh, things about x-ray interpretation, everything else like that. Um, if you guys like this, if you found this beneficial, um, you can just use your phone and scan to get the QR code uh, for this. Uh, and, uh, and I also put a checklist with everything here so you don't have to go back to the actual slides. There's just one one page checklist you can download. So once again, hope this was was beneficial for you, uh, kind of using technology uh, to make your, your life better. Okay. Once again, uh, I'm going to put some other videos you might like here uh, if you're watching YouTube. Otherwise, on the podcast, you're not watching YouTube, so you're not going to be seeing that. Uh, until next time, hope you guys found this uh, beneficial. Uh, okay. Thanks, guys.